Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But there's no point in which I, I think I'll ever feel like I've made it to anything. There are points in which I will be proud of some of the things I accomplished because I set out to do a thing and I got it done. Like I said, I am fulfilled in the knowledge that I'm expanding and I'm thrilled, also thrilled that I will never get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to Human to Human, a Revolt Network podcast. Today's special guest is actor and author Marchant Davis. Marchant and I got human to human about self-forgiveness, learning to balance the uncertainties that come with our careers, and his first children's book, The Boy and His Mirror. Before each episode, I like to share a song to add to your playlist, a book to check out, and a reflection question inspired by the episode. So let's get into it. This week's song of the week is Never Enough from the Greatest Showman soundtrack, favorite musical ever. This week's book is What is Normal by Gabor Mate. And while you're listening, reflect on this question. What is the last fear that you confronted? Now, let's get human to human with Marchant Davis. Something I really love about anyone who is pursuing acting or anything in entertainment, the constant flexibility you have to have is something that is not taught. How do you, how did you, because you still had to teach yourself. How did that process go? Constant flexibility you have to have is not taught. Well, it's like, you know, I went to grad school, NYU, and I think through that process, I was thrust into a lot of situations with classmates, teachers, friends, that I wasn't always, um, I guess, I guess the best way to say it is I wasn't always successful in. The reason I went to grad school is because I I did a, a, a project that I thought I failed at and I wanted a place in which I could fail a little more. And so I said that in my interview and they were like, okay, cool. <laughs> and I was like, so I just need somewhere where I can be bad for a little bit. Um, <laughs> And, I love that. I love uh, that. And so I think that place taught me because I was in a place in which I could be bad for a little bit, a place in which I um, could sort of figure out what that balance is and how that looks for me. I learned a lot. Um, and I learned how to balance and how to multitask mm. and how to do a million things at once because at NYU, listen, we would show up at like 8 a.m. and leave at 10 p.m., you know what I mean? And so it was like one of those things that taught me how to sort of begin that balance. But it's a constant, it's a constant negotiation. I I think I I heard the side because it's like, there's no arrival in anything. You never like actually figure it out. I'm constantly negotiating it and and figuring it out as I go. I don't know what I'm doing. Who spectacular does? <laughs> you know, who spectacular really does? I love that sentence. I love being able to confront the knowing that you are doing something so positively, so successfully, so well, so in your craft, and still recognizing like I don't actually know what I'm doing. I'm just showing up to do what I'm what I'm doing. You know, I'm just showing up in a sense. Yeah. 
with all showing up with all the knowledge and experience of the journey that has come before like this moment today on Wednesday at 12:15 p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah, I love that. So how do you define making it? Making it. Making what? Making it. When people say like I've made it or you've made it, I'm sure you've had a lot of interviews again when we're in that successful moment and people are like you've made it, you've done this, you've done that. How do you define it? How do you internalize it? I don't feel like, I don't think you ever make anything. I don't think you've ever made it anywhere. Like it's a, the world goes around and it doesn't stop. And we won't be maybe here when it stops. But then after that, there's more. We live in an infinite universe. I go, I live by like a sort of quote where I am fulfilled in knowing that I'm expanding and I am thrilled with the knowledge that I will never get it done. Um, that I never, I, I, I don't think I'll ever have made it. I think I would have, I think that I will set out to accomplish things and uh, do it. Like, for instance, because I'm in my dressing room and it's sitting right here, like set out to accomplish writing a children's book and boom, there you go. You know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. like, I think you set out to accomplish things and do it, but then, <laughs> you, <laughs> then there's more, but I don't think there's any questions like that I don't know how to respond to because there's no for me and that may sound cliche but there's no point in which I, I think I'll ever feel like I've made it to anything there are points in which I will be proud of some of the things I accomplished because I set out to do a thing and I got it done <clears throat> but I don't I uh like I said I am fulfilled in the knowledge that I'm expanding and I'm thrilled also thrilled that I will never get it done. Hmm. I feel like there's so much confidence in that, in that sentence of being so comfortable in your curiosity and recognizing that like you get to use your curiosity to drive you. And I wonder what that relationship for you was with building trust with it. Cause you, to your point of like the question's hard for you to answer it, you don't need, there's no perfect answer. There's no right or wrong. Right? Yeah. So that's why I was, yeah. it was specific to how do you define it? Cause I think there are some people that are like, actually these three things I made, it. you know, like some people might have that specificity in that relationship, but with you, I enjoy that curiosity leading you. Yeah. Cause then I'm a lie. <laughs> a future right. version of me is going to lie to you. Uh, like a current version is going to be, uh, 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 the current version of me the future version of me is going to look at the current version of me and say he lied. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And I don't want to be called a liar. Right. <laughs> Trust me, I understand. I, I there was a time I thought I had a specific definition, and as I reckon, and as I, when I got to that experience, I was like, oh, so it's a whole other thing, and it just became so much more expansive. But again, the relationship with curiosity changed. It finally. I finally built more trust in it for a long time. I was really afraid of the unknown. And I wonder yeah. for you who constantly, you know, as an actor, what you give to your projects as a writer, what you give to the project, it's a lot of you. And it's a lot of, it can still be a lot of unknown, although there's passion infused in it, although there's direction, there's still unknown. So how did you build your relationship with curiosity? How did I build? Uh, I just follow my fun. I follow things that excite me. And so my fun leads me to where, uh, where my curiosity can most free or most at play. And it's an imperfect process that 
like my it's not always fun so like it's always like you can be curious about something it's the keys to being curious and we're like oh i'm curious and I, what i've learned through my curiosity is that i hate this you know that i'm not into it right right, right. that's so good it's so good that's so, the work so that's yeah, the work. yeah it is it's like you follow your fun and then, like and then you realize you're like oh no oh no oh! right right um, <laughs> what's your pivot what's your pivot game like then what's your my pivot game yeah like as soon as you do follow curiosity and recognize oh this might not be exactly what i thought it was going to be or might not be my highest fun are you easily willing to pivot or has that been something you've had to learn through i guess that's a new question like that, that's a question that i haven't sort of that's a i don't know what that's like for me in fact i i think i'm still learning what that's like for me because mm. like last night was one of those experiences where I, I don't know, you just kind of, you still, you keep following your fun and, and I feel like there's always like a, you like, there's like a little bit of light somewhere and you like, wh whether you see it as somebody that you meet and you're like, oh, and they see it in you, like there's a little bit of light somewhere. And so the pivot is that once you see that light, wherever that is, or whatever that thing is, you like I'm off. It just I'm I'm a little ADHD, so I just like Oop, you know it's not hard for me <laughs> to go towards something that um, I find joy in. Mm. Yeah, still it's still a training. I love that. What's the last thing you forgave yourself for for the first time? That's a hard. That is a lot. That's a hard question. The last thing I forgave myself for for the first time. Like there was something that like started to bubble up in me and I, but then it like was like, nope. So clearly. <laughs> um, why, why do you think it was a no? Because I'm the kind of person that is like, I'm hard on myself before somebody else can be hard on me. Oh, shucks. You know something? I saw you. My friend sent me something that you said about doubters, or what is it about doubt? What was it? Uh, letting people have the benefit of your doubt. Yeah, letting people have the benefit of your doubt. There's a weird thing that I do. Like I, um, like somebody at the stage show the other day, they took a picture. And they're like, "You are so wonderful, and ain't no more, and loved you in this, and love your work, and blah blah blah." And I and I I like reposted, and it's just like, Eddie, thank you." Anybody, I'm grateful for anybody who's willing to suffer through one thing, but two. You hold a special place in my heart. Suffer, I mean, like, I, I, because I guess I'm like, I, 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 I will, I guess in my head, I'm like, I'm, I feel like I've accomplished a lot, but I'm also like, because I, I'm so curious about things in the world i also know that there's so much i don't know and there's so much that like even through my accomplishments that i haven't done you know like even in the thing there's so much places of curiosity and the thing that i've already done that i didn't even explore and so like it's it, all of it is imperfect and I, I i guess i'm just constantly forgiving myself in knowing that i am an imperfect being there, yeah, there are just times in which there, there are there are places in which you come up short, or you just know, or I or I just know that like 
it is what it, I guess the best way to say is it is what it is. That's where I'm at at that point in time. So last thing, I, 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 that's a very roundabout way of saying um, the last, I can't be specific about the exact last thing I forgave myself for, but I feel like I'm constantly in negotiations of what forgiveness looks to myself. Hmm. Yeah. Is there an old version of forgiveness that you've now like left alone and said, okay, because as you said, it's a renegotiation. So if you've said, okay, this is how I forgive myself at this point in my life. And now this is how I forgive myself at this point. Sometimes it's faster. I will say for myself, I was so adamant about learning how to do it faster. I was like, we cannot allow ourselves to be mad at ourselves for two weeks. You're a human. You messed mm. up. You got to be able to get there in three days. Yeah, yeah, one yeah, day yeah. you can do it in an hour and then one day you'll learn to do it instantly. And that's okay if you're not there now, but we can't be doing this one month, this two week, this. And I had to, that was probably because maybe one thing took me six months or four months or three months or whatever it is. I don't have those exact, you know, measures, but I just wonder if you've, you can recognize moments where you're like, wow, I actually used to take a little longer in this area and now I'm a little better or something you're currently negotiating yourself with yourself. Yeah, you're gonna have to forgive me because I feel like this is like a new thought. <laughs> so, I understand. I'm like, I'm like new, new, new questions that I'm asking that you're asking me that I'm asking myself. So, I think that's a a thing that happens, but I'm not like really conscious of how and when. Mm -hmm. Understood. Understood. What are you currently unlearning right now? What am I currently unlearning? Oh. What am I currently unlearning? I guess my relationship with boundaries, whether that be with friends or with family, that sometimes it's okay to walk away. Sometimes it's okay to say no. So I don't know if that like answers your question in terms of unlearning, but like, I don't know if that answers your question in terms of unlearning. Is it, if it's the thing you're unlearning, it does. Yeah. It, I mean, it is like, um, I try not to, when I speak about things, I try not to speak in like, I can't not do something. I can only do something. So what I'm learning is how to say no. What I'm learning is healthy boundaries. What I'm mm -hmm. learning does that make sense? Yeah. So it was yeah. it was the syntax and the it was the um it was the um syntax, the language yeah. the structure right yeah yeah that caught me yeah. so I, I, I yeah I I have trouble with like not like saying oh I'm trying not to do a thing but I can say I'm trying to do a thing I'm trying to build healthy boundaries between friends family colleagues coworkers uh, uh I'm learning how to say no if it not even if it doesn't benefit me but if it doesn't hurt, serve me being in line and in the vortex of what is right for me and and uh, in, in line with me uh continuing to uh, uh follow my curiosity and my fun you know so i'm mm -hmm. i'm 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 learning again how to sort of create uh, the space I need for myself uh, to get what I need emotionally, physically, mentally, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. 
What's your inner voice like as you're learning that? It's interesting because sometimes it's like screaming at me. And then there's sometimes where it's just like, and you'll walk away. You know, like, like I was at a, but I was at a thing. <laughs> I was at a thing. And so, oh, God. Uh, and somebody says something to me. I literally just, they, and they, they said something to me, which was, um, I can just say what they said. I don't give a damn. They said, you don't know what it's like to be tired. You don't have two kids. And I was like, and in that moment, there were, my brain did a lot of like backflips and things. Cause I was just like, well, awesome. You just disregarded my whole, the, by saying, hmm, all right, bet. And what I did, I was like, you know what? Enjoy the rest of the evening. I think I'm, I think this is where I head out, but take care. Uh, I hope you're well. I was like, I think this, I'm thinking, and then I like say goodbye to everybody and I left, I just left. And as I was saying goodbye to everybody, this person comes up to me and was like, oh no, I felt like the conversation got really heated or like, I felt like you, I was like, no, they were like, can we talk? And I was like, not now. Enjoy the rest of the evening. I was like, I am, I, I enjoy the rest of the evening. I'm leaving. I just, I decided that that's what I need for me. And that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I'm doing. And now that you decided that you want to actually, oh, consider my feelings, doesn't mean that I have to like give you that time or energy. So I left. I think that was the the most visceral reaction, the most the most visceral moment in which I like dealt with that voice. But it was yeah. a gentle. It, in that moment, it was very gentle, right? It was just like. It was like there was a switch that just said, just leave, just leave. And yeah. when I mean curiosity, my curiosity was like, I'm more curious about what's happening outside of this moment than this moment right here. <laughs> Completely understood. Yeah, yeah. that, that uh, it is so interesting that you mentioned just like that, that caveat of because you're now available to give me the not necessarily give you, but like to be available for the breadth of this conversation to be more two-sided than one-sided, do I now need to change my mind? And yeah. that is- it was, like, a, it was one of the most fascinating things that I ever, I was like, yeah! Because <laughs> that's one of those things we say, like it makes me a good person if I change my mind right now, or this person will be happy if I change my mind versus honoring, I already made up my mind. I don't have to change it based on your now, you know, what different you action or reaction. Right. Because you weren't concerned about my feelings or my needs before this moment. Yeah, yeah. That was the moment where I was very proud of the, the voice inside and the way it um, sort of manifested itself. Cause mm. it was just very gentle. It was just like, just leave, just, just, yeah. just leave. Yeah. You don't want to be here. Yeah. 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 As we are growing and learning and wanting to be loved and belonging, we sometimes consciously, sometimes unconsciously abandon parts of ourselves to be seen, to be heard, to be loved, to be accepted. 
have you recognized now in your later years as an adult, as a growing man, have you noticed the things you have abandoned of yourself and have you been able to pick them back up? To be noticed, to be. Um, it's so, there, it's so, it, it's, especially in my industry, it's very fascinating. The, the biggest thing would be my relationship to my joy and my fun. I think as you get older, whatever you want to call it, as you uh, uh, grow and time moves on, you start to, best way to describe it is I took a, a comedia, a clown class once, and there was a lot happening in the world that day. I think hashtag somebody uh, had happened. You know what I'm saying? And I came in and I was pissed. And the teacher was like, what's wrong? I said, don't fucking talk to me today. <laughs> and, and we start working. And his, I was like, I'm not in a laughing mood. And he goes, well, today doesn't have to be a funny day. But there's always a possibility for fun. It's available to you. And so I think as I've gotten older and more things start to start to layer on top of responsibilities and whatnot, and just like life starts to layer, I always remind myself, who I've begun to remind myself that there's always a possibility for it. It might not mm -hmm. be it, but it always is a possibility if you want it. Is available mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. um, I think my uh, my nephews are the best sort of like uh, they have the best pulse on that because you bring them around and they just find it. Kids just find it, whether <laughs> whether you allow them to or whatever, they'll find it. They'll find what they need, like right off the bat. Whether it is sleep. You know, like in the moment, they just find the thing they need they, and they just yeah, yeah. do it immediately. You're right, right. Whether it is to scream and holler, whether it is they just do it unbridledly, unapologetically. And so I think I, 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 um, I bring my nephews, I brought my nephews up for that week in between Christmas and New Year's last year after uh, the show I did called Ain't No Mall Closed Earlier. Mm-hmm. And it was partly because I was like, oh, I need to find, I, I, there, right now, I was like, it's winter, the show closed before Christmas, before the new year, uh, I just need to find it. And I brought them up, and and I got to see, because they had never been to New York before, and even seeing the city through their eyes, I was like, oh, I found it. Like, they, because they just, <laughs> it don't take much for them to find it. They could just be sitting there, and I'm like, what are you doing? In Gremlin, <laughs> <laughs> or just like the, it's like the little things. My nephew got really excited by about the blow up bed in the uh, in the living room. He just mm. put his hand. There. I was like, oh, so the and I know that's really silly, that's really childish, but like sometimes it can be that simple. <laughs> no, it's it not be, childish at all. It's that, not childish. It, it can be that simple, and so. For me, as I've gotten older, as I've gotten, I hate that word, as I've gotten, um, <laughs> wait, which word? I'm getting older. older? Yeah, like, 
I don't even want to say wiser as I've continued to move on this this path because like I don't know like I could like you think of you I don't know I think of time as I think of time differently than most people but that's a different conversation <laughs> um I like, don't, I don't think, think it is though yeah I don't think you get older I think you you hopefully go more in line to what like brought you into this what the source that thrust you into this place you know as you get closer to the source that thrust you into this place you know and so it's mm. not about like getting older um and that, that's why i never i don't like talking about my age to people everybody in this theater everybody wants no i don't like it don't matter not about age because i probably asked questions that you would never ask in your lifetime um but it's not about getting older it's just like the way that the journey is mm. like that for me. It's like an oval. Mm. <laughs> um, but yes, the, the, they just ha having them and bringing them here reminded me that it was available to me. And I am now in the place where um, those are the people I surround myself around. The people that they don't have to see or talk about the world in the same, but I think they make me feel that there's always a possibility, mm. Mm. whether it be yeah. for fun, whether it be for happiness, whether it be to make money, whether, whatever it is, there's a possibility. So, like, there's more. We live mm. in an infinite universe, we are infinite beings. And so it's not about where you are, but it's there. Like there's more. There's more than just this. Like mm -hmm. one thing. We're all more than just one thing, and life is more than just one thing. And I think, as I've God know that I've been thrust back into like source, which is uh, for me sometimes my fun, my joy, um, and 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 surrounding myself around the people that sort of. Uh, are able to tap that, tap into that, and help me tap into that, unbeknownst, unconsciously. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. How does understanding that big truth of we are infinite beings, we are in an infinite universe, there are infinite destinies. How does that like? Because as I've learned and and thrust myself into that knowing, I am. I am genuinely happier for it, right? Like it gives me so much space to experience life. But then when I'm in my moments of reality, I have reality in air quotes, guys. When I have those moments of like something <laughs> happened that I don't like, yeah, let's put it in air quotes. When something happens that I don't like, or I'm having a really strong reaction to something, I'm thinking I've had to learn to think through, hey, you're an infinite being. You're a human having a spirit, you're a spiritual being having a human experience. Like I know this feels and you're, you're feeling through the reality of that, but like, it doesn't have to be your reality either for this long or for X, Y, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm, my self-talk has grown so much in that space around that knowing of being an infinite being. And so I wonder for you, when you do experience like pain moments or crushing moments, or you didn't get a project or something happened to, you know, either someone in your life, or you're perceiving yourself in a certain way, how does that knowing interact with that? Well, it, I mean, so it's it's so funny because it's it's different for almost everything 
Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes I need to be reminded. And sometimes I just know. And sometimes because I know, I allow myself like, like, for instance, like when my grandfather died during the pandemic, I was like, oh, and, and my mom and my, my brother would go to his, he had a, he died died of cancer. um, And my brother would go and visit him every day and hold his hand. And my brother would come home and I had moved back to Philly for the pandemic during the pandemic and my brother uh when I was back there was like yo you should go see grandpa Jerome he really wants to see you and so I ended up going to see him and it was like really sad or whatever and my mom my brother said the same thing to my mom he's like he said he wants to see you before he leaves because I know it's you know he's because he knew what was happening we all knew who was coming uh well I don't think I knew until I knew I, I, his current wife, I was like, so what are we doing for Thanksgiving this year? And she was like, oh, baby. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> and she actually oh. called my mom after I left. To be and like, was like, <laughs> does he know? know? Right, yeah, right. exactly. Oh, wow. um, hmm. She's like, I don't know. If, I don't know if we're going to see Thanksgiving. And I was like, huh? Very confused. Uh, mm. my brother said to my mom, he really wants to see you before I go. So my brother came home one day, found out he came home in tears. He, he had finally left. And I'll never forget my mom walked in and it was like, we were, me and my brother turned back into like four and five year olds because we were so mad at her. Mm. And in that moment, I was like, I needed to be mad at her. Now, whether it's right or wrong, whether it's in line with my fun, I needed to be mad at her because she didn't do it. She didn't go and see him. Now, in hindsight, as uh, I've continued on the journey, I realized it's a very complicated relationship for my mom. My dad died mm. when he was 33. Um, so that was his father. Like, it's a very complicated like thing for sure. my mom to... She sold all of his uh, properties because as he was getting sicker, she was selling his properties because my mom's a real estate agent. So it was, I, I, in hindsight, I realized, oh, it was probably harder for me. I think it was harder for her to go see him like that than it was for, like, in hindsight, I realized, but in the moment I go, shame. I'm like, we, we like in Game of Thrones, Dealing at Cersei mm. Lannister, shame, 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 <laughs> me and my brother. And so in that moment, yeah, I, I needed to feel that. Now, was it right? Was it wrong? I mean, some people might, some people might place those judgments, but I needed to feel it. Um, mm-hmm. And then after, through time, you sort of renegotiate what things like that mean and meant. Um, mm. I hope that kind of answers your question. Yeah, that, no. I, oh, go ahead. No, yeah, no, ahead. and that like it, it, it is, it's just different for every sort of situation. Mm-hmm. And so for something like that, which has a long, there's a longer history, a relationship to the feeling or the moment or the thing, then it's going. It took a little more time, but yeah. for a friendship. 
<laughs> that I've known or haven't talked to this person in five years or seen this person and they say this thing to me, it takes no time. <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah. Sort of like negotiate that. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about your children's book a little bit. Um, and you can feel free to like whip it back. Yeah, yeah there we go. go. <laughs> I wish, yeah, I, w- I want to join us in that. So right now he's showing a boy and his mirror, the beautiful children's book he just re- wrote um, that came out in January of this year. And first of all, congratulations. That's Thank such you. a huge, um, such a huge accomplishment just to be in that writing space and then to write a children's book. But what age of March did you write the children's book for? Uh, yeah, K to, it's like K to three, K to four. But I hope I would hope that it could resonate with anybody who reads it. Oh no 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 no! Let me rephrase my question. What age were you? Did you write the children's book for? What oh, reflection did you need to see? Um, it's funny because it was like high school Marchant. Mm. <laughs> I know. I love elaborate, it please. Even, it's, it's not even like childhood Marchant. It's like like uh like middle school high school Marchant. Cause I used to get made, I got, I said like my, I had this huge Afro once I got to like, was it seventh, eighth, eighth, seventh, eighth grade. Um, and I decided to like, just keep growing my hair. And when I say like, y'all, the names, the things I got called, my friends used to call me actually, I no, they used to, I'm gonna say it. Cause they, some of them might listen to this. They used to call me slave shot. Um, <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Yeah, and so it, it was just, and so I just wanted to write something um, that I wish I could have read like mm, ten years prior to that moment, mm. or I wish could have been in their sphere ten years prior to that moment, or anyone's. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Do those friends, I'm assuming they know how those words and insults and jokes made you feel later on, or even in the moment, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe not. But you know what? At the end of the day, I probably have one or two insults right back. So it's like, (laughs) (laughs) see, imperfect being here, imperfect being. Yeah, (laughs) of course. Of course, we all are. We all are. Uh, And yeah, go ahead. No, no, so I, I, I go... It's okay. Yeah, I forgive yeah. me and I forgive them. Yeah, yeah. So with a children's book like this, like when you read it, obviously you've read it, you know, publicly and when you were writing and things like that, like what parts were you pulling from, from those experiences? Was it not being able to see yourself, not having other people see you? Was it a, big, a mixture of both? Well, it's a, it's a combination of a few things because I... Like I said, my father died when I was pretty young. And so in the book, there are just a bunch of women who sort of guide this 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 young boy through his experience. There's his mother, of course, mm-hmm. and then the woman in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was it was sort of like uh, subconsciously me trying to write all the the black women who like love me into being. I have like 13, 12 aunts. And uncles, mm. and so my mom got what nine sisters, um, and so it was it was 
me just remembering my experience of all the women that were around me. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. What an honor to them. I love that. Yeah. Um, I thank you for sharing that you're about your dad and that he passed away early. Have you and your mom had, did you guys have a lot of conversations as you were getting older of what that experience or reflection was like post no. between either or you? Not really. No, my mom don't talk much. Yeah, no, but my mom grew up in North Philly. I just feel like there are things that, there are a lot of things that my mom has never unpacked with us. There's some things that she has. There's some things that she just doesn't, like we don't really talk about. I, I, I still remember having a visceral experience at my grandfather's funeral because my mom was, me and my brother were, uh, they were putting them and rolling them into the ground. And my mom disappears and I look up on the hill and she's looking for Troy, my father's um, grave. Because she hadn't been there in like 20 some years. And so it was like, it was like one of those fascinating, it, it's like one of those things where I could tell there's like a lot where she just hasn't sort of, she hasn't processed. Mm. She just had to raise three boys by herself. You know what I mean? I do. I mean, I don't personally, but, but I, yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Do you feel like some parts of that protection of emotions, did you learn some of those behaviors or was that not something that you Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, most definitely, of course. Hmm. You learn to take care of yourself. Hmm. Where have you edited that? What do you life? mean edit it? Well... I guess the way you're talking, the way I'm experiencing you now, I would assume that you have not changed, but added layers of letting people in. But you can tell me if you actually have or have not. No, no, I have. What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say any buts. There are no buts. Did you hear a bus? Okay. There might no, have been a bus I... somewhere in the air that you heard. Yeah, no, I I was, I, <laughs> I guess I was looking for you to elaborate, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I think I'm an actor. I don't mean that in the sense that like I'm an actor. I can mani manipulate by emotions. I mean that as like I'm used to um, being able to uh, use my work to sort of explore mm -hmm. things that I probably um, have either bottled up in some sort of way or. Yeah. Uh, uh, just haven't fully processed as a person myself. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It it leads me to one of my last questions, with which actually does have to do with like your work as an actor and how you confront the things. And I don't I don't necessarily think it has to be through you as an actor, but you can answer through that. What's the last fear that you did confront? At uh, last year as in just in general or as yeah in general and you can you know in my head I'm thinking oh he could have confronted it through a role or he could have confronted it through a character or he could have been confronted it through marching himself no there's like a constant fear as an artist that you always confront and that is will I ever work again and my worth the Am I worthy? Am I enough? Am I 
am I anything? Like, there's there's always sort of that fear, partly like financial based because we lived in New York. We live in New York City, or it's um, yeah, yeah. It's partly like partly the the fear of not knowing what's next. But I think I've sort of uh, in the last year and a half, because of so much life that has happened, sort of liberated myself from that. Like, I still fear not knowing what's next, but I guess uh, it isn't something that keeps me up at night as much. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, because there's an understanding now where it's like, you know, I might not know what's next, but I know that some whatever I have to offer is of value. I know that whatever, whether it be work or life, whatever rooms I'm in, I want to know that people see the value in me and I see the value in it. And so I guess it's a, it's like, I, I don't even, I can't say that I like conquered it because I don't think you ever fully conquer anything. And anybody who says they did, I think that they're very brilliant because I, <laughs> there's always a part of me, which is like, mm, there's always some me at some point where that thing will pop back up or rear its head. So I don't think I'm fully confident, but it is something that is easier to live with. I do think I have value. I do think that I, I there is value in me. I don't think I've always thought that about myself, but I, I do think that now about myself. Do I know that? Sometimes. You know? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't. I'm reminded, but that's why I have people around me who, you know what I mean? So it's, the, it's an imperfect sort of dance. Of course, of course, of course. So I almost want to know why every time you say imperfect, you laugh. What do, you, do I? Yeah, I noticed oh, that. Gosh. Oh, I, I I was, I'm very like, I enjoy the intuitiveness of the human to human relationship, hence the name of the podcast. But I enjoy, not enjoy, but I guess I'm just curious of why I've noticed that throughout our conversation that every time you say it, you laugh and I, yeah, I just, I don't know if you've noticed it. So it's just well, a reflection. Well, I just think because so much is imperfect and I think it's actually kind of perfectly, I think it's perfect that it's imperfect. Yeah, and like yeah. it actually brings me so much joy. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? I, that's why I was like. I, I, you laugh when you say it. And I think it's, it's so, it makes me laugh. Cause I'm like, I enjoy imperfection too, because it finally gave me space to be a person, a real person. I think there was a lot, at least in my life, I definitely struggle with the perfectionism. And so as I've loved and fallen in love with just being human and the human experience and the ups and downs, I, I'm very sensitive to like, you know, I guess your interaction with the word imperfect. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, there's a whole, whenever I think of that word, there's a whole song and dance that goes on inside of me. Like, um, yeah. it's, there are so many things that are, I mean, everything is imperfect in my mind. Yes.
And so I just, I just, but I think so many people strive for perfection that it's laughable. <laughs> I, I think I'm laughing at them and at myself. Well, no, mainly at myself when I try to strive for something that I can't, you know what I mean? It makes no yes. sense, but sure. Yes. Yes. Marshant Davis, everybody. Thank you so much for the conversation and for the reflection and for the openness. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, leave a review. And while you're at it, share this with someone you love or just someone you like as long as you share it. Stay connected between episodes and follow us on Instagram at human to human with Stacey Ike. That's the number two, not the word two. You can also check me out at One Take Stace. I'm your host, Stacey Ike. And remember, curiosity is the pathway to consciousness. So let's take the next step together. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.